I've been listening to this podcast uh, called Pivoting to the Future. It's Omar Abosh and Will I Am. You talked about that. Yeah, and he, they talk a lot about how like the best like business leaders like are creative in the way that they can recognize where an industry is headed or recognize where the future is mm-hmm. and get ahead of that curve by by creatively like changing the assets of their company to like make sure that they're there for the future, you know? Yeah. So I, I think about you a lot when I hear the podcast because like making the pivot to like like going from just the the, the yarn to the fabric, you know, cloth mm-hmm. yard. Yes. And then like going from just the fabric and the yarn to the patterns as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's being able to, to recognize and, and know that this is what you need to invest in. This mm-hmm. is what you need to like look at tool-wise and employee-wise and creative-wise yeah. mm-hmm. to make sure that you're remaining a creative business owner. That's yeah. really cool. That's like true. It. I don't feel like I can get that ahead of the curve, but it does apply in our business, even if it's on a different scale. Well, you're you having know, to see then, these trends because yes. your, your sales are affected, you know? Mm-hmm. And when the trends change, you have to you have to know where to go, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, even if, it, even if it means just maintaining... You know, with your yeah. whatever percentage growth you have as your target, you know, maintaining that. If you don't move with that, then you're going to lose ground, mm. especially in a creative-based industry because oh, people yeah. are wanting whatever it is that's people put in front and of them. styles and yeah. trends. Yeah. And it's an emotional changes. business. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, gosh, for sure. Jeez, Louise, people yeah. are crazy. <laughs> I mean, well, just just like this last just year, this last and we were year. talking about yeah. this. Yeah. One guy said. This is out. Now this is in. And everyone dropped, literally dropped the project in their hand and went out to go buy mm-hmm. new colors, new yep. new thing, learn new stitches. Yes. Everything changed because yes. this One dude person, said yeah. that. Yeah. And and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, so which means everything you make has to change, which mean which probably he said that because he's in he's the forefront the of fashion yeah. and he's done everything else and he's seeing he's what's coming yeah. out in the fashion world. And he's yeah. like, this is what everything I'm seeing. So yes. this is where I'm going to go. And now he's... Well, and he's a direct, trend maker yeah, in our industry, sure. too. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, for good reason. And then it was so. like, everyone, stop I your know. dye pots. Like, <laughs> stop dying. Stop, stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's been... But it's kind of fun, too. Because then you're like, what can I do? You know, yeah. what's happening? What's going on? You know. And it's just and, like anything else. Everything comes back around. So yeah. now... Like, uh, just the stuff we started with. Jeans for my kid that are the mom jeans, high waist. Yes. Thank God for high waist being back in fashion. Yes. And, and the tie. Yes. And I was like, before you know it, Z Cavarici. So we're going to have those little fold over. I remember those. Yes. Yeah. And they're coming back. Yeah, yeah. Because everything comes back around. And so it's not any different for textile fashion. Oh, yeah. Because now it's going back to how when I learned 14 years ago. Everything was solid and kind of heathered, and it was like you need to learn all these beautiful new stitches mm-hmm. and textures, and that's what makes beautiful knitting. So that's what we were trying to do, and then it was all like, "Nah, let the yarn do the work." Yeah, and it was all about letting the yarn be bright colors and then Simple speckles. Colors. Yes, and then yeah. just just knit it. Who cares? Yeah. You don't need to learn anything but knit and purl, <laughs> you know. And they were like, "Go, girl!" You yeah. know, you just need to know two stitches, and that's it. And you can make all this beautiful mm-hmm. stuff because the yarn does the work for you. And it was textured, and it was all. You know, fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking about like I'm just thinking about like like guitars, right? Because in the yeah. same way, it's like just capo everything, right? Just play capo everything in G and just capo yeah. everything. You but know, that didn't finger go picking. out of style. Yeah. Finger, finger picking. Finger picking. That's, That's where it's at. That's where it's at. <laughs> well, I'm glad yeah. I don't. I can't change and now we're, with that. Yeah, and now we're back around. Everybody, 
all these knitters who've been knitting for a while, they don't know any stitches. Yeah. They don't know, they don't have any, how do you do that? You're like, oh man. So now you yeah. gotta, but it's, there's always something to learn yeah. and there's always something new to, to do, so. I see a lot of people ask you that when they look, you know, when we're out. <laughs> what is that? What is that? <laughs> this stitch. Yeah. I hadn't yeah. seen that stitch pattern. Yeah. Very pretty. Which is one of my favorite things to do is go through all the stitch books and learn the, mm-hmm. the stitch. But you're and a pattern writer. You're a designer. So, of course, you're going to try out all the, yeah, I all see. the things. What does that look like? Yeah. <laughs> and is it worth doing? Because some of them are just not <laughs> worth doing. What is the best part of having a creative business? Mm-hmm. What would you say is like just this my favorite thing? Are you like yeah? My favorite thing is that it doesn't feel like work. Okay, that's my favorite thing because, and I don't know if that's because I love the business side of it so much or because it's when I have deadlines or stuff I have to do or shows we have to get ready for. It just never feels, even though the pressure's on, it just feels different. It's just a different kind of pressure because yeah. there's so much fun associated with it and so much positivity. Because people are, it's a, it's a craft, it's an outlet, it's an mm-hmm. artistic venue for people. So people are there because they want to be have, there. You, you have beautiful fabrics and you're touching beautiful oh, gosh. yarn and you're seeing the colors. So it's, it's like Christmas. Like, yeah. We got fabric in today and we like, open the boxes. <laughs> open all the boxes and we're like winded from going through the boxes so fast. <laughs> it's like Christmas morning. And then, and then you don't have to... Take it all home. You can just enjoy it and look yeah, at it. It's yeah. Like if you get to go shopping in your favorite type of store and you just have an hour with a Starbucks to kill and you just walk through, you know, yes. it's just that kind of feeling. So I would say that, yeah, because it just doesn't feel, doesn't feel like work. Okay, so the second part of this question is, what is the worst part of having a creative business? What do you just wish that this did not come with? And if you want us to edit this out, we can edit it out. <laughs> no names. It's the people. <laughs> right? just, just give us your list. We want to hear the names. People. Man, but it's those few, like, those super crappy ones. Yes. Like, yes. Mm. That can ruin Gosh. your day, right? Yeah. People. <laughs> They're the worst, Jerry. They're the worst. <laughs> um, yeah. It's interesting with, uh, when you're in, like, in a retail setting or when we do craft shows, um, just the things that people like say, you <laughs> the know, audacity. It's, it's like just the, I think we, we live in that, um, just saying culture. Yeah. Like I'm just saying there will, you need to be quiet, please. <laughs> Can you not just keep say. it to yourself? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's, it's a, it's kind of interesting. The audacity that people like have. To but just say something. I think that's life, right? I mean, it's people that make life worth living, you know? So it's people that we depend on and rely on. And if we didn't have each other in community, then what's the purpose of life, right? But right. then... So what you're saying is people are there's so another bad. side to the coin. So, yes. <laughs> and, you know... I think what you're saying is people are so bad that it makes everything else seem better because <laughs> you're not having to deal with those no. people. <laughs> I would say because um, outside of the business part of the business, um, one of the best things being there for nine years is seeing the relationships that are built mm-hmm. among the people, including yeah. myself and friendships that will be lifelong through the business. And so you, and know, you, you have, really have that. A, a, a customer base that has been there the whole 
nine years. I mean, you have like a very, um, I see people that I still, Mm -hmm. you know, I saw at the beginning and they still are there, you know, coming. That is true. In fact, um, one of our customers who still comes and stitches and comes in at nights and stuff, I met when you had a knitting group oh. in Kima Ethos. Yeah, yeah. When we Brenda, just had our little knitting the yeah. knit group before you had yep. you had even opened. Yes, Brenda that's and right. her husband Brenda worked her husband, out at yes. um, Kima Boardwalk. I don't know if you ever you didn't meet him, did you? But anyway, so yeah. Yes, that's, that's right. She's that's, that's crazy. Right. So yes, yeah. even longer. Yeah. 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 I talked to her that's the awesome. last time I was there. She was so sweet. Yeah. Really so great. we do have a, a community, and it's grown and changed over mm-hmm. the course of almost a decade. But it's people who would Whoa, not... Well, you said a decade. I know. Sounds really long. And, and it, it oh, is. It's almost a decade. Crazy. <laughs> almost a decade. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. Isn't it insane? Yeah. But um, anyway, so these people would not have met one another. Right. Had they not met at the shop. Oh, yeah. Which is really, really a unique opportunity to see how those... Yeah. Just, so... And that, that shows you just how important, though, these small mm-hmm. local businesses are to providing a place where a community actually gets to know each yeah. other. Because it's without true. that, like you said, they're not going to, you know, they might bump into each other in the aisle of some big box store, mm-hmm. but they're not going to sit down and uh, ask each other, what are you working yeah. on? And, oh, what are you? And is that for your, you know, granddaughter? Mm-hmm. And then come to an event together and mm-hmm. then see each other weekly, you know. I mean, that's that's uh, super important. Yeah. Like, you have, like, an important role in the community when you start to go, but all these people <laughs> have been brought together <laughs> because I put a couch in this yeah. little tiny used to be yeah. house, you yeah. know, or whatever. Like, was and, that intentional? Like, yeah. did you want it to be a gathering? I mean, you you didn't have to make a gathering place, like, as part of your store. Mm-hmm. But, like, is that something you wanted it to be? You wanted it to be that place where people can meet and stuff? Yes, definitely. And I feel like, um, I feel like the more open your business is, then the more ownership people feel, which can be good and bad, mm-hmm. but primarily good. Because if they come in, then that becomes their local store. And then they have this ownership to it, which means that they believe in it, they support it, and they want it to stay around. And that doesn't always uh, mean that they have to pour into it you know, more finan- more so than someone else and buy more than someone else. It doesn't mean that at all, but it means that they have that 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 tie to the community mm-hmm. through that venue and so when other people come into the shop they will welcome them in and they will ask them what they're doing and i have, I have people they're your, who, they're your brand ambassadors they, right yes, exactly. you're, that's your and, marketing crew and so it gives them kind of a purpose as well and you do have the flip side of that when people feel like they have ownership in a place then they <laughs> can, you know, if they're not necessarily happy to be there all the time, then that can be frustrating. But I say overall, it's a really positive, positive thing. But that makes it really difficult to make changes and and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, I know y'all don't want this, but we got to do it to to welcome new people. And that's since you're developing a tribe, right? There's like, there's these people that are meeting at your place, that they're buying, that they're I mean, they're spending the majority of their time like there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Esther tells me there's you know people on a weekend they'll just sit down and claim their spot and they're mm-hmm. there all day. You know, yep. so 
you know, you're, you're creating in a, a community. And I think it's, I think it's important. I think we get, um, sort of I'm looking for. Sometimes we get like people overload. You're just like, okay, like I need, I need a timeout. Right. But I think, you know, especially in the business you've created in church, like as well, um, like the people, like people is the business. Like that's yeah. like, that, that's just, that's just what it yeah. is. Yeah. You, you don't know? get a break from that necessarily. Mm-hmm. That is so true. And we do. We'll have people come in in the weekend and they will stay all day. They'll order pizza, you know, right. whatever. DoorDash is their best friend. Huh? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we have those same people who, I mean, customers I love to pieces. And I have this one customer. She comes in almost every afternoon and she's really a friend. I mean, I say customer, but these people have become friends. And every time she's there with that fail, she gets up, she'll go do all the trash when it's closing time, she'll clean the toilet and the sink. I mean, she just, she'll bring extra (laughs) soap and put it in there, in the bathroom. And so that's the ownership part. Mm. And it's just, that's something that we don't expect at all, but it's her way to give back to, to the shop because she has that place to go to, to. Yeah. 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 And so we've some, seen a lot of that over the years. openings. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. <laughs> you can come you can come in at my house anytime. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> coffee and but that's that the positive part of that ownership. Yeah. Well I think so. people do feel like they are kind of knitting at your house. Yeah. You know what I mean? That you have opened up a place that they can just walk into and take up space and, and be there and, and spend their day there yeah. if they wanted to. And learn, yeah. and that, right? They get like, to learn. That's exactly they, it. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're so inspired cool. by yeah. everybody else who's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely a gift. Like, even, and, and of course they want to, they want to, they love yarn. That's why they're there. They love mm-hmm. fiber or fabric and that's why right. they're there. But just being, um, being able to just, come in and not even be expected to buy something every single time no, they come in. You definitely. know, that you're like, hey, no, you can hang out here. Yeah. Like, we're totally cool with that. We want yeah. this to be, you know, part of what you do for your day mm-hmm. or whatever, or your week. Um, and I think that that's really cool because people now, they need that connection. Yeah. They need that personal connection. Yeah. So I think a lot of people... Um, label themselves as, oh, I'm creative, I'm not creative, or, oh, that's a yarn store, um, I, I don't I do not do that, I don't knit, or, you know, and they won't walk into a place like that just because they have, like, preconceived ideas. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's nothing in there for me. Right. So how do you, and I know that, like, sometimes husbands or spouses or friends will come in, you know, with, with yarny people. <laughs> you know, like, yarny. All right, you have the couch to sit on while I wait for you. Um but how do you encourage people who might not feel like they're creative mm-hmm. or, you know, into yarn or fabric or anything, but how do you, how do you encourage them to go ahead and walk into a place like that, that they see, um, explore, try something new, go mm-hmm. ahead and, you know, see if you're good at it. Like, how do you get them to, to get hooked? Unintended. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the key is, and, and this is something I think people don't necessarily get, but we all have the potential to be creative and artistic. It's 
just that it may look different, come out different, it may come from a different space in your brain than it does someone else's. Mm -hmm. But I'm a very analytical person, really, by nature. And two plus two has to equal four. And I'm not a conceptual, outside-the-box thinker at all in any shape or form, very linear. And so I would think that normally that would mean that well, I'm not a creative person. But I find that really creativity is kind of like what Sam was saying with, well, the business part is your creativity. Mm -hmm. Or um, So there are people who come in and they'll take a class, for example, and say, oh, I tried this and I haven't been able to do it. Or I can't imagine just spending my time. You know, I don't have that kind of focus. Or And they'll take the class. And then I think that as long as you're breaking it down so that they realize that, okay, this is a pattern I can follow. Mm -hmm. This is one stitch at a time that I can do. A lot of the designers have done the cre what we would term as creativity um, for us. So we're not having to come up with an entire <clears throat> pattern or you know something like that. But I think that people can then learn that, oh, okay, so this is a creative avenue, even though I'm not designing something or drawing something or painting something. Um, and so I think just encouraging them that, just to start you yeah know, is, every personality can be creative yeah, in some way or another and I know that there was a lot of um I've seen a lot of uh, uh people find a, a creative way to like take part in because I see uh, follow some people and she's a shop owner and then her husband started you know winding uh, some skeins of yarn, like, uh, leftover bits uh -huh. together. And he was like, oh, look at this knot. It's a really cool knot, you know. And uh, then he started creating large uh, cakes of yarn. And everyone loved them. And so, like, that, now he has his own, like, thing doing yes. these, you know. And just for him, it's just picking four or five, you know, things of yarn that he's like, oh, I think this might look good together, you yeah. know, and, and then he just puts them together, you know, and it's not like super duper creative, but he's, then they gave it a name and then they, you yeah. know, put a little logo on it, you know, yeah. and it's his thing. And, um, another guy started dyeing yarn that mm -hmm. she was selling and, and he was like, oh, the colors, it's very scientific and, yes. you know, it's, it's really cool to see that I can, that I can do this. And I mean, I think people, if they walk into your place and your place has embroidery cross stitching mm -hmm. spinning weaving yeah felting uh you know yeah. <laughs> besides knitting and crochet and quilting and you know yeah i mean there's so many things so to many do avenues. that just saying oh it's for you know yeah. those knitters or those crocheters mm -hmm. or whatever like it's just not being fair like yeah. i think that they're not even being to themselves and they're not giving themselves a chance to discover mm -hmm. something they really might be good at mm -hmm. and be have a natural talent for yeah if they'll just try it and with knitting too it's very interesting because I really of all the people that I've taught or have taken classes at the shop I would say that knitting is not something you can be bad at it may be something that you're limited in and maybe you don't progress to super complicated mm -hmm. patterns or stitches, but knitting itself, it's it. I would say that it's it's yeah. just not something you can be bad at. Yeah, and I don't think that you have to progress. No, either no. With, you can you can definitely make a whole wardrobe full of beautifully knitted things mm -hmm. without 
ever learning a lace pattern. Yeah. Like you, if you can knit and purl, you mm-hmm. can make anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, that you know. And that's pretty cool too to see people come in, and basically box themselves out of yeah their ability to do it, but they want to just try it and see what it's like, and then they learn how to do the next thing and the next thing, and then they're making hats and they come in sixteen times for help on their first hat, but then they're making you know, their first sweater. And so to watch that progression, no matter how long it takes someone, we have someone come in and all she made were um, dishcloths and that's Mm -hmm. all she was ever going to make her dishcloths. And now she's making things that make me say, oh, I'm going to make one of those too. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So just that people limit themselves really by what they say. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if they just jump in and just learn, then they can just grow yeah. you know from there and i think another obstacle neat. for beginners is like the the payoff it's it's kind of a long payoff i think for like knitting because mm-hmm. you got to learn how to maneuver everything but then you're not done yeah. then you actually you're not knit. Done. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you have, have to, to keep out. doing yeah. that yeah. stitch so like the payoff is a little bit is a little longer time investment yeah, i think than most it people is. are expecting like results they want yeah. to feel like they're good at something but you can't feel that way with knitting it's, until yeah. You spend well, but the it's the same yeah. way. If you're learning pottery, your first thing is going to be a blob. You know, like you have to put in the practice. And mm-hmm. But every like stitch knitting is, is knitting is so accumulative. It is. You know? Yes, every yes. stitch. Once you no have the skill, you still have to invest the time and, and the material. Right. There's yeah. no instantaneous gratification. Right. At all. Where like if you do calligraphy, knitting. once you nail that skill, but that still takes hours of practice. I, I know, but still, you can create a flourish that looks good. So in there, an afternoon. So there are... Oh, in an afternoon, yeah. Right. So we say that there are two types of knitters, and it can apply yeah. to... It can really apply to anything. anything yeah. Knitting, crochet, painting. There are those who do it for the process and those who do it for the end result, the end product. Mm-hmm. So if you are an end product person, like I am, then the process is daunting. And the right. process, that's when it feels like, oh my gosh, the first time I learned to knit, I knit one scarf and I didn't touch it for a year. <laughs> At least a year. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I think I I'm going to stick to crochet. That didn't even, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't even really, my yeah. mother tried to teach me that a thousand times. But if you're a process person, right. then you just are enjoying I can every knit single all day. stitch. Yes. Every single little stitch is like that gratification for that person. Mm-hmm. And so it really depends on the personality type the person but it is something when people take a a class and I tell them now go home tonight and do it for 10 minutes tomorrow do it for 10 minutes like every don't go a day without doing it because it's muscle memory because you have to change the perspective Mm -hmm. it's not yeah it's not a one-day thing it's a yeah yeah and then they see me knitting without looking yes (gasps) everyone always yeah you're not even looking yeah so that's kind of our gauge for how progressed yeah, for if somebody's ready for the next class, and I always yeah. say, can you do the regular knit stitch without looking? Just um, by feeling no. it. Yeah. It's like playing the piano, too. Like, do you play the piano to hear the music, or do you, you know, just play the piano, like, to make a song? Do you like, want, you have to make yeah. a song, or do you just love to hear the notes? You know, it's the same thing. Or do you want to learn this piece of music so that you can actually perfect it and perform it? Or do you just want to go through the process of learning it just mm-hmm. because that is fun for you? 
Sam is, I think, a product knitter. I mean, oh, David is a process <laughs> piano player at my I'm house. He's a, he's a sure. product piano player. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You're gonna, you need to he, get that song. He wants to yeah, get the song and learn it. Yeah. And then, okay, I have this song in my under my Repertoire, belt. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I only learned the songs in order to like understand the chord changes or like, oh, I can use those notes in combination. Because your allows me to like continue playing and just endlessly kind of just... What are you Maybe. product of? What, what am I product like, focused on? I'm a product sewer. I don't know if you I is... cannot sew. I don't enjoy the process you don't like of quilting, sewing. Then, do no, you? I don't like quilting. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think we've probably mentioned that before. We have. But, um, I'm sure. But like my, that's why my, my sewing projects are small and yeah. the product done. is done very quickly and I'm like, yes. I made a thing, mm-hmm. and it's great. And so I'm definitely a like product sewer. Yes. I, I, mean. I don't think I'm a product person. He is not a product anything. person. That's probably Toy why the calligraphy, like get cooking, it done. That's why the 3D thing probably you yeah. had to actually just stop yourself because it's the process. It's all process. Of learning I'm, I'm doing all process. Uh, as a photographer, I'm a very technical <laughs> photographer. Most people don't care yeah, about. Yeah, you don't even share your photos. Speaker. Yeah. Yeah. So you're definitely thing. not a product. No, he takes a picture and then he deletes it. <laughs> He's I, like, I have taken the perfect picture. You know what? I really regret. I have done that. I have done that, and I really regret it now because I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning a new process, um, <laughs> and, it, and it's about stacking these photos. And I'm like, oh, I wish I had those photos that I just threw away because I was like, no, I don't like those. And and so yeah, I'm I'm very process driven person. Yeah, I'm but for your own business, you have to be product driven. And this is why. And this yeah. is why. <laughs> for this the video, for the I, videos especially, because you have to get that done. You oh, know. Yeah. yeah, that's true. There I is mean, a there is a deadline. There is a deadline. Yeah. And I usually miss deadlines. Yeah. And you have to say, okay, this is it. this is it. I'm, I was telling Kelsey, finished. I really need a uh, a producer or like a director. Like I, I need I need someone else like as part of my business structure telling who you, is like. Yeah. He was like, hey, you need this by this, and you should be working on that. No, you have to do that yourself. I know. I know. That's the hard she part. She told me that when I talked to you about a logo. Kelsey said, just give him a date. He has to have it in by. I said, I'm not going to do that. That's so it. No, I'm that's not doing not that. I'm, I'm not good at that. You got to He's not, not good at that. <laughs> you have to be. Yeah. Yeah. I can that is my a push and pull of mm-hmm. working with creatives. Yeah, which we're going to have to do a, a thing. Uh, Next time on. And I've got a lot. I've got but a you lot. know what? I tell you, I tell you that's really, it's really interesting that I am <laughs> that I am product driven when it comes to music, trying to get through something. But because because of all that, I'm able to like when Danny was writing a song and he was trying to put things together. I'm like, hey, these like these are the notes that you need for your song. And he's like, how do you know that? And I'm like, well, I just I just know it. So it's like knowing like a stitch or whatever. Like knowing this one, this one goes into this, and this goes into that, and then you resolve it with this, with these chords to go into mm-hmm. your next note. And he, he just, he was like, "How, how do you know that? How do you know that this, like, well?" Because you play a lot of music. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. that experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. I don't so I can it. help someone with a process mm-hmm. because I've repeated it so many different times. Oh, yeah. And it's not open ended, you, you know. With process, it it can be, it can get to where it's open ended and nothing gets refined, right? So I think that's the same, like you were talking about with, with calligraphy or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's not you can dabble, mm-hmm. 
all day long for the process, but then it won't get refined until you turn it into a product, until you're driven to get some products done, right? Are you a product? Uh, I'm product. Product knitter, right, right, right. I'm product everything. <laughs> okay. What do you enjoy I the am. process of? Business? Um, I think if anything, Cause that's yes. Like, that's never Parts like a, that's never it. a finished product. You can't say, oh, now well, because, everything because is done. Well, because it's kind of an organism, so it's yeah, always, yeah. It's, moving, it's always changing, moving and yes. changing. Yeah. But yet within that, there right. are projects that... Right. Oh, there's goals, there's goals and benchmarks, yes. and, and when you get there, you're like, okay, we did yeah. this. And we so did that's, this. I think, why I can be processed for that. Yeah. Which may be why that's Because it's very so open-ended, right? I yeah. mean, it's not like you say, oh, I'm only going to do this oh, for there. so long. Right. Okay, I'm done. That was it. Yeah. I mean, you you. it's a very open-ended thing. and No. Yeah, exactly. And so you want to ride as far as you Yeah, you know, we're talking about, like, Guido's or some restaurant, you know, 100 years, you know, yeah. they've been open. God, I mean, exhausting. imagine what they, I know, right? Like, imagine <laughs> the process, the constant process. And you know, that's and, that change and change we started talking about. And yet staying relevant. the same yeah. and, and keeping that, like, do you feel like you're the same person with the same vision as you were when you started? Mm-mm. Or do you feel no. like that has, like, okay, let me... Let me switch. No. Have you, have you I, felt like you changed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of it is growth from just not knowing and just... Learning I mean, the I think, retail, yeah. Yeah, just not knowing, but just jumping in there and figuring it out and being willing to fail yeah, and yeah. make terrible decisions and then fix it the next time. You know, I think that that just changes a person. Yeah. It just it, for that aspect of that. Plus, I mean... Gosh, going from my 30s to my 40s, that in and of itself, I think, changes a lot of things. You're able to let more, lot to let a lot more go yeah. the older you get, too. What inspires you to keep going? Like, when the business seems a little bit stale, or you're mm-hmm. like, eh, you know. <laughs> yeah. What, what inspires you to, to... A lot of it, I would say a lot of it's competition. I think competition is always good and always healthy. And I think that it keeps us all relevant or should mm-hmm. keep us relevant and keep us moving and changing because we want to be the best best version of ourselves which is going to look different than the best version of this competitor self or mm-hmm. that competitor mm-hmm. self that's the one good thing about having such a boutique uh, specialized business is everybody has their own personality mm-hmm. so it'll, it'll and that's kind reflected of, into the business yes. yeah and then also you keep each other challenged and growing so i think that that's been a huge inspiration customers coming in and um they help direct the business too. okay wait so let's go back let me go back to the competition because a lot of people think competition is bad yeah. if somebody else is selling the same thing whatever mm-hmm. um but the way you're the way you're putting it is that if somebody else is doing something then it forces you to be creative and find a way to still be in the same business but doing something mm-hmm. different within that business yeah so it's a good thing because it it's um, it's challenging, mm-hmm. and you're you go okay. I can actually increase my awesomeness, <laughs> right? <laughs> my uniqueness and and yeah. my abilities by saying okay, they're doing that and they're doing it really well, and mm-hmm. people are responding and they're going over there for that. But I'm gonna do mm-hmm. what yes. can I do? What what can I bring to the table? What can mm-hmm. I bring and what can I offer that's different? different. Yeah, and that's. 
you know, mm-hmm. going to draw people. And so I think that's really cool to, to look at it that mm-hmm. way instead yeah. of saying, oh, there's a, you know, um, we were at a craft show and there, you know, I looked down the aisles. I like to like go and see what, yeah. what's going on and, you know, see if there's people that I want to shop from. And, um, you know, there's somebody else selling like knit things, you mm-hmm. know, but it was different and yeah. whatever. And I'm like, okay, they're different, you know, yeah, like, but you sure. still kind of get that yeah, little like you want to make sure like, oh, yeah, those are really super cheap. <laughs> but then I'm like, but it's cheap yarn. Yes. So it's okay. Yeah. You know, like I'm like looking at it and I'm like, okay, but mine's different because it's That's it. a whole different, like it's totally yeah. different yarn. It's totally different feel. It's yeah. totally different, like customer base, you know? And, um, so I think being able to look at it that way mm-hmm. of saying, okay, that's for that person, but this is for yeah a different person. Yeah, and I think it's our human nature to get that little sting of, ah, you know, right. either <laughs> jealousy or nervousness or whatever the emotion right, is, right, right. you know. And if I mean somebody's opening up down the street for me, then I'm gonna be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Different. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what are they gonna carry in yeah. their store? And that's not okay. But <laughs> I'm to the point where I would rather work with that person. Right. To say, hey, what can we do to best benefit the community? And I think that it is, I think if you don't have competition and you feel like you're the only game in town, so to speak, which does not exist anymore because of social media and internet and all that, right? right? right. But if it were the case where you thought that, well, then you're not going to be on your toes. You're Mm -hmm. not going to be, you're going to fall into the mundane every day. Okay, this is just subpar and it's okay i'm still getting my customers to come in because where else are they gonna go go. yeah um which like i said that doesn't there's no way that exists so kind of puts a fire under you it does i think it does at your best and i think that part of it even though it's not necessarily coming from a threatened nature i think that part of it is because you think okay their competition competition is what it means Mm -hmm. you know and so you have to they're gonna there's gonna be overlap in any yeah. boutique industry, you know, somebody, yeah. two stores are going to carry the same kind of Nike shoe. I mean, it's just going to happen. So that you just leave alone. Mm-hmm. But then you figure, okay, how can I stand out? There are shops all around, but they all have a different personality. So it's my job to know what those shops' personalities are, know what our customers love uniquely about our shop, and then emphasize that yeah. and build on that. Right. Yeah. Build on that and accentuate that. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. It's really interesting because in, in like the staffing world, like businesses become more successful when they become very specialized mm-hmm. and they become different from another firm, right? So they're like, we only play in this space. And what I found more often than not here lately in the last three years is that I have more conversations with other recruiters telling me, hey, we know that you guys do very well here. We don't do very well there. So... If we get a job order, can we flip it to you and you give us half credit on it mm-hmm. because we're 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 partnering together. So more, yeah. I'm I'm having lots of lots of negotiated deals with other staffing firms saying, hey, let's let's work together and let's mm-hmm. fill these jobs. Like who cares who fills them? Yeah, you know, let's just put money in our pockets. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's like kind of the thing that uh, the yarn crawl mm-hmm. that just happened. You mm-hmm. know, where the all the sort of area region shops got together and said, six of us, yeah. let's get everybody to go to all of our shops yeah. and shop all the unique things from all of mm-hmm. our shops and we'll highlight those unique things. Yeah. And people, they did, they traveled, man. Yes. They, they went and they did road trips and got on party buses and everything, <laughs> you know, and they did it and it was yeah. fun for everyone. They visited shops they'd never been to before because they might have just stuck with their local shop. 
and it was really great for everyone. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And so that's I think that that's kind of the same type of thing where you say, let's yeah, let's work together. I had um, this, I've told this story a thousand times, but I'll share it again because y'all have not heard it. But yeah. when we had a shop in Laporte, there was a little place you could eat lunch called Jeannie Ann's Tea Room. Okay. And it was owned by Jeannie Ann. Mm-hmm. She was an older lady. And the one just down the street. Food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> delicious food. And then all of a sudden, this Main Street 101 and this New Mexico, all these food places started opening. And we used to just walk down there yeah. from our little shop. And they started opening. And so John and I, we were in there visiting with her one day. And, and I said, well, Jeannie Ann, all these places are, all these other restaurants are opening. How has that affected your business? Are you worried about it? And, you know, because she was a small business owner. And she said something that I have taken, I think of it at least probably three, four times a week. And she said, no, because the more restaurants that are open here, then the more people that are going to come to this area to eat, the more percentage-wise, if you look at the percentage of people who are going to eat at the tea room, mm-hmm. if you have more people, mm-hmm. the same percentage, that number is going to go up. So she was basically saying it's a bigger draw now to this area. So whereas people didn't want to drive down for one or two options, they want to drive down for five or and six options. And they rotate between and the she three said, options. So yeah. I automatically you have more people, so I'm going to have more customers. And so... That concept and that that idea of the more oh, yeah. the more shops you have that are going to um, what's the word I'm looking for going to be attractive to mm-hmm. this customer base and the more customer base is going to come and I think that's one thing with the yarn crawls and that's where um, for those of you who don't know that's where a bunch of shops get together and they have a, a week or a few days or a weekend that they all kind of put on something special Mm -hmm. and the shop the people can go to each shop and they can enter to win prizes and all kinds Mm -hmm. of fun stuff and so that's a way to draw people in like you said we had people come to our shop who hadn't been here before during that week and so if we didn't have the yarn crawl they would have never come down to the shop because there wasn't a purpose right so anyway she taught me a really great lesson about business that I didn't know I would need as much as I need now, <laughs> yeah. you know, at the time. But that that concept and that idea is pretty, yeah. that's pretty neat. I like that. Yeah, that's really cool. That's a good way to think about yeah. it. And I think being able to think of it is that we are not necessarily in competition with each other, mm-hmm. but that we're, we're sharing, mm-hmm. like, we're all, cre- if, if, the person down the street or in the next town mm-hmm. over is selling things that are overlapping yours. So you're like, okay, but we're we're wanting to serve the same people. Yeah. And how can we do it? Yeah, like how that can... benefits all three parties. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the shop owners, and then yeah, the because somebody's going to be more focused in classes, and the other person's going to be focused in more yeah. materials, and the other person's going to be yeah. have fun events or something. And you we, know, like yeah. it's going to be like that, and yeah. just because people have. Their business is going to reflect their personality, so yep. it's going to be like that. And and we have that now. If you think of, like, these painting places that come yeah. up, and you can go take the class and yeah. do the painting, but then you can go to the art supply store and buy all the mm-hmm. stuff, and it's two businesses that really mm-hmm. feed into each other because if somebody who's never painted before, for instance, they want to take this class, well, then they're interested in going to buy the paints buy, yeah. where they wouldn't have if this other business hadn't been in existence. Right. And so I just think that that's part of the community really cool. and and realizing that that's not 
necessarily harmful to your business is important.